Hey, hey, hey! How you doing, sports world? And welcome to another great segment of Ray Diggs Daily Sports Talk. Hey, I have an amazing segment for you all today. I want to talk about the NBA and the Philadelphia 76ers, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Can these two guys coexist in, to, in today's NBA? Um, I was listening to somebody the other day, and they was basically saying that Joel Embiid uh, is hurting um, Ben Simmons because he crossed the lane, uh, so, MB, uh, so Ben Simmons cannot really drive to the hole. So I'm going to break down what I think, how I think that these two guys can coexist. First of all, I think that these guys can coexist in today's NBA. Joel Embiid is one of the best big men, one of the best big men in the NBA and everything that he do. He's the most complete big man in the NBA. The reason I say that, before you all start jumping on my jumping on my Twitter and, and my Instagram and Facebook and everything, saying how can you say that, is because of this. Joel Embiid, he does everything. He can he can score down low. He can shoot the three. He can um um he's he's a very very good free throw shooter for a big man, and. The, also, another thing that he does is he's a very good defender. Joel Embiid is one of the best big man defenders in the NBA, if not the best. So that's the reason why I say that he's the most complete big man in the NBA. And as this guy was a, when he was a freshman at Kansas, I, re, I remember telling my friends, "Listen, this guy. I watched this guy on Insta, I watched this guy on YouTube, and I sent the message to my boys. I was like, "Listen, hey man, Kansas got this. Kansas got this big man that's getting ready to come." He's from Cameroon, but he's a raw talent. And, and, and he reminds me of Hakeem Olajuwon. These guys laughed at me. They was like, man, are you serious? Hakeem Olajuwon, man, you got to be crazy. I said, okay, we'll see. Let it play out. As he was playing at Kansas, this guy got better and better every game. And I was seeing this. I'm like, man, this dude, he was better. He's better this game than he was two games ago. I'm like, man, this dude is, you know what I'm saying? He was unrated, you know, uh, on a lot of big boards as he begins the season. The middle of the season, he was still unrated. By the time that this guy right here was at the, um, in the, the gritty of the Big 12 schedule, they was talking about this guy being a lottery pick. He ended up being the number three pick in the draft. Um, could have easily been the number one pick over Andrew Wiggins. Easily. Um, but injuries, that was really derailed his college career was injuries. And if he can stay healthy, I got a, I got a, I got a good feeling that this guy right here can't go down as one of the greatest big mans of all time. He's only about 24, 25 years old right now, and he's just not really haven't even hit his prime yet. So, I think that this, I think what this is what the Philadelphia 76ers might need to do. They might need to let Ben Simmons go out and talk to Magic Johnson. Because I think that's the one person that can actually teach him what teach him what he needs to do working with a very skilled big man is because Magic actually did it. You know, Magic worked with a big man in Kareem, James Worthy. So he know what he needs to do to be successful. And also, Ben Simmons also need to get a jump shot because a lot of people right now, a lot of players, a lot of, a lot of um, people that's guarding him are just basically sitting back, 
letting him do what he do. Because you know why? Because we feel like you can't hit a jumper. You can't hit a free throw jumper. You can't hit a three-pointer. So basically, they're just leaving him wide open. So what he needs to do in the offseason is this. He basically needs to reinvent his game. And he needs to establish himself as a shooter. I'm not saying he need to he need to be a 50% shooter like Steph Curry or 40%. He need to be right around that 32 to 30 30 to 35% from three-point range. If he can do that, I guarantee you, he will become one of those NBA players like a LeBron James, like a Magic Johnson because he's about 60 6'10, 6'11. Hell, he might even he might be even 7 feet. So, if he could get if he can establish that in his game, that he could be one of the most complete players, Jaka Giannis, in the NBA. Because if, if he learned to shoot, then people's going to have to start respecting his game. He's gonna, they're going to start respecting his shot. Now he can just drive right past him, dish it off to a Joel Embiid, and they can't sit back and guard the lane, clog the lane up, because when Joel Embiid get the ball against the Boston Celtics, they pretty much double him every time because they know that he's going to throw it out to Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is going to wait for him to reestablish himself, and then they're going to throw it back down to him again because Ben Simmons don't have a jump shot. Now, if he get a jump shot, he can throw it down to Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid um, um, make the defense come in, make the de- defense double team. He can kick it out to Joel Embiid, uh, kick it out to Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons shoot his three, or he can come in the free throw line jumper. Boom, and that's automatic. But he have to get that into his game. And once he get that into his game, I can guarantee you that this Philadelphia 76er team will be a complete team. They're going to be a powerhouse in the Eastern Conference. And if they can sign one, if not both, of the guys back after this season, either, either it's Tobias Harris or Jimmy Butler, which I would prefer, I think the most logical is that they're going to sign Tobias Harris because I think Jimmy Butler... He's the third wheel. He don't want to be a third wheel. That's what that's what hurt him in in um in Minnesota. He said that the guys wasn't working hard, but he was also the third wheel behind Cat and Andrew Wiggins. So I think that he don't want to be the third wheel. So I think he's gonna take a bigger contract to go somewhere else, and that's cool. So I think they need to re-sign Tobias Harris. He can be their third their third score, and they build a team around these two youngsters. Because I guarantee you, if they can build a team with those three guys. That is a team that can challenge anybody in the NBA because I got a feeling that the Golden State Warriors are going to end up breaking up. And if they do break up, that's going to be even better for the Philadelphia 76ers. But right now, I just want you I just want to say that these two guys can coexist if Ben Simmons get more to his game, if he get more into the repertoire, into his game. And I think that he will work this summer and he will work with a Magic Johnson, somebody like that, or LeBron James, that he can learn from. So, I'm picking right now the 2021 NBA champion, the Philadelphia 76 led by Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. I can guarantee you that. I'm not going to guarantee it, but I think they have a very good chance. Hey, thank you again for listening to another great segment of Ray Diggs Daily Sports Talk. Everybody have a great day. Hey, how you doing, sports world? And welcome to another great segment, another great show of Ray Diggs Daily Sports Talk. 
I have an amazing show for you all today. I want to talk about boxing, the boxing news, man, what that's been going on in the world of boxing. Last night, we had a great, great card um, on ESPN when top rank, um, some of the best top rank fighters. We had Shakur Stevenson win his um, his first big, big fight, you know, up against, he stepped up in competition and he pretty much dominated like I knew that I thought that he would. Um, he said after the fight that he wanted to be like another Floyd Mayweather Jr. But I want you to know, Shakur Stevenson, you should be more of a Shakur Stevenson because you are a special talent. You know, I was sitting there watching your movement last night, and I was like, man, this guy right here is very, very talented. It's crazy how he can take, um, he can turn a fight into a very, very boring fight. And a lot of people don't like that. But me, I love a technician in the ring. I love to see a fighter that gets in the ring and take away what you do best. He take that he takes that away from you and he turn you into a one dimension fighter which you cannot be and I think that's what he did last night he took a very experienced fighter and a lot of people say he shouldn't have never he shouldn't have even taken that fight but he wanted that fight and he stepped up in competition and he basically made this fight look like um he basically made him look like an amateur in the ring and I think that that's the reason why I, I expect for him to go far as long as he continues to progress. And I think he will as long as he got a manager like Andre Ward. I think that he will he will continue to get better and better. And he haven't even established his man strength yet. Once he established that, and yeah, the fans was booing. The fans was booing him left and right because, you know, of course, it's New York City. But at the end of the day, that is what boxing is about. You know, I understand you guys want to see a lot of the Triple G's and the Philatima Lopez, which I'll get to next. But everybody's not like that. Some of these boxers nowadays are very, very, very technical boxers. You know, and these guys right here can get in the ring and they might make a fight into a very, very boring fight. Uh, a fighter that you think that, oh, this is a knockout artist. But you get in the ring with a, with a Shakur Stevenson or a Terrence Crawford or a fighter like that. Then they turn the fight very, very boring. And the fight fans don't like that. Yeah, and also the next fight that went on last night, it was a great fight for Philatima Lopez. He won a knockout. Even though I think that his opponent could have got up till he could have got up off the mat. But I felt that he knew that this fight was over. At the beginning, I wanted to see how would Philatima Lopez adjust to um, a, a very, very tall fighter like Tilly. And he pretty much showed me how he would just, he pretty much broke him down. He couldn't, he couldn't break his defense at the beginning because Tilly was a very tall fighter and he was very, a very defensive fighter. So what he started doing was he started going to the body, breaking him down, which a body shot was the knockout blow. He hit him in the body. He went down to one knee and he never got up. So that's what I wanted to see out of Philatima Lopez instead of having a slugfest and pretty much battering his fighters. He did what I wanted to see him do. And I think that I'm ready to see him move up in competition for his next fight. He's been calling out um, um, Lomachenko. I don't think he's ready for Lomachenko right now. Just like I said about Javante Davis. Don't fight. Why do you have to fight Lomachenko right now? Javante Davis is only 23 years old. Why not wake and wait? Why now wait two years till you're 23 years old, Philatima Lopez? And then 
uh, Lomachenko will be 33 on the downside. You know, I'm not saying wait till the guy is older, but at the end of the day, you're so young right now. Why face somebody that's 10 years older than you? You just became pro not too long ago. So why why go for a guy like Lomachenko? I have saw Lomachenko fight. I know that this guy is a special talent. I know that he can pretty much do everything in the ring. And I'm looking at Filatima Lopez. I'm like, he have a lot of learning to do. So why not wait? Give yourself a little seasonal. Same thing that Andre Ward said last night about Shakur Stevenson. Why not wait and give yourself some time to grow and season? You know, um, I think fighters want to just jump into the ring and then when they lose, you know, confidence is so low, you know, and, and can they recover? That's why I think that he should wait. Wait a little longer and then jump into the ring with a, a, a Lomachenko. And the main event was a, a Miracon versus... The man himself, Bud Crawford. Terrence Crawford pretty much dominated this fight from the beginning like I predicted he would. I said that Terrence Crawford would pretty much be at both positions. He would go to South Paul. He would go to the Orthodox. And he would pretty much dominate this fight like he had always done. I've never seen Terrence Crawford been outboxed. I've, never, um, I've seen Amir Khan get knocked out, of course, against bigger boxers like a Canelo Alvarez, but he was fighting against a, a welterweight last night. And like I say, Terrence Crawford is a special talent. You know, it's a generational talent there. And that's why I keep arguing with everybody on social medias that keep saying that, oh, it's going to be a walk in the park when he faced against somebody like a um, Earl Smith Jr. And I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Earl, but like I've been telling them, listen, it's not going to be a walk in the park. Earl Spence is a very talented boxer. He's a knockout artist. But that's exactly what I was saying at the beginning. Fight fans think that just because you're a knockout artist, that this is what you're going to do. A fighter like Terrence Crawford is most likely going to make it into a boring fight with an Earl Spence Jr. And everybody's going to be mad because he's going to make the fight look so easy. And then they're going to be, oh, my God, he's just like Floyd Mayweather. Oh, he's a very boring boxer. Yes. That's what very talented boxers do. They make a fight boring. You know, you think it's going to be a lot of fireworks, but then he come in and he might make this, he might make his opponent miss him so many times. You like, man, you know, it's kind of like how Floyd Mayweather did when he faced up against Canelo Alvarez. Everybody thought, oh man, how's Floyd going to beat this knockout artist? How's Floyd going to do this? Floyd turned that fight into a very, very boring fight. Um, he was a bit, it's a, it was a lot of counter, counter punches. And that's exactly what Terrence Crawford was doing last night. He was doing a lot of countering and, 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 and that's how he knocked him down in the first round. I didn't think Amir Khan pretty much recovered from that first round knockdown. And I think that as the fight went on, yeah, I seen a lot of, a little sloppiness out of Terrence Crawford, but it wasn't enough for me to say, oh, it's going to be, um, Earl Spence can dominate him. No, that's a 50, 50 fight. Whoever have the best fight that night, I know can win that fight. Any one of those fighters can win, can win against the, the other fighter. So, but last night what I saw, I saw Americon pretty much quit. He knew that he was being dominated. His trainer knew that he was being dominated. And that's the reason why they said, you know what, let's call this thing right now. Because I felt that if he would have continued to let him go another six rounds or another four rounds, he would have been very, very damaged goods. He's already been dominated a couple of times, so I felt like it was the right move. But I feel like it was a coward move 
on um as well because a lot of people paid a lot of money to watch that fight and for him to just quit the way he did he said he was a low blow i didn't see the low blow i i, I watched it over and over again and i saw a, a um, he basically hit him in the thigh so but he said that he hit him in the privacy so and they was going to give him the full five minutes but he didn't want to take it. I kept looking at him. Um, he was looking at his trainer. His trainer was like, what you want to do? He was like, no. Kept shaking his head, no, no, no. So, hey, listen, his trainer threw in the towel. I felt like he had, he, was, he, he had to look for a way out because he knew that he could not beat Bud Crawford. And like I tell, I keep telling people over and over again, you're going to start believing me one day. Bud Crawford is a very special, special, special talent. And don't be surprised if he run through this, this welterweight um, because that's just the type of fighter that he is. He's a generational talent. Earl Smith is a generational talent too. That's what makes this fight so crazy. That's why I'm so hoping that Al Heyman and top rank um, Bob Aaron can get this fight because this is what the fight fans need. This is what we want to see. We want to see the best versus the best, just like Sugar Ray, um, Sugar Ray Leonard and Marvin Hagler. These two wanted to fight, so guess what? They made the fight happen. So that's exactly what we want out of these two fighters. And guess what? I got a feeling that in the near future that we're going to get that fight, and I don't think it's going to turn out like fight fans think it is. I think it's going to be Bud Crawford that be victorious that night. But don't get me wrong. I know for a fact that Earl Spence Jr. is a special talent also, so it's a toss-up. Whoever wins, wins. I'll be happy for him. But I'm going with Bud Crawford because I've seen enough and I know that this guy is special. Hey, thank you again for listening to another great segment of Ray Diggs Daily Sports Talk. Tonight it was boxing. Everybody have a great day. Happy Easter. Hey, how you doing, sports world? And welcome to another great segment, another great show of Ray Diggs daily sports talk i have an amazing show for you all today i want to talk about boxing the boxing news man what that's been going on in the world of boxing and last night we had a great great card um on espn when top rank um some of the best top rank fighters we had shakur stevenson win his um his first big big fight you know up against he stepped up in competition and he pretty much dominated like i knew that i thought that he would um, he said after the fight that he want to be like another Floyd Mayweather Jr. But I want you to know, Shakur Stevenson, you should be more of a Shakur Stevenson because you are a special talent. You know, I was sitting there watching your movement last night and I was like, man, this guy right here is very, very talented. It's crazy how he can take, um, he can turn a fight into a very, very boring fight. And a lot of people don't like that. But me, I love a technician in the ring. I love to see a fighter that gets in the ring and take away what you do best. He take that he takes that away from you and he turned you into a one dimension fighter, which you cannot be. And I think that's what he did last night. He took a very experienced fighter and a lot of people say he shouldn't have never he shouldn't have even taken that fight. But he wanted that fight and he stepped up in competition and he basically made this fight look like um, he basically made him look like an amateur in the ring. And I think that that's the reason why I, I expect for him to go far as long as he continues to progress. And I think he will as long as he got a manager like Andre Ward. I think that he will he will continue to get better and better. And he haven't even established his man strength yet, 
once he established that. And, yeah, the fans was booing. The fans was booing him left and right because, you know, of course, it's New York City. But at the end of the day, that is what boxing is about. You know, I understand you guys want to see a lot of the Triple G's and the Philly team of Lopez, which I'll get to next. But everybody's not like that. Some of these boxers nowadays are very, very, very technical boxers. You know, and these guys right here can get in the ring and they might make a fight into a very, very boring fight. Uh, a fighter that you think that, oh, this is a knockout artist. But you get in the ring with a with a Shakur Stevenson or a Terrence Crawford or a fighter like that. Then they turn the fight very, very boring. And the fight fans don't like that. Yeah. And also the next fight that went on last night, it was a great fight for Philatima Lopez. He won a knockout. Even though I think that his opponent could have got up till he could have got up off the mat. But I felt that he knew that this fight was over. At the beginning, I wanted to see how would Philatima Lopez adjust to um, a, a very, very tall fighter like Tilly. And he pretty much showed me how he would just. He pretty much broke him down. He couldn't he couldn't break his defense at the beginning because Tilly was a very tall fighter and he was very a very defensive fighter. So what he started doing was he started going to the body, breaking him down, which a body shot was the knockout blow. He hit him in the body, he went down to one knee, and he never got up. So that's what I wanted to see out of Philatima Lopez instead of having a slugfest and pretty much battering his fighters. He did what I wanted to see him do. And I think that I'm ready to see him move up in competition for his next fight. He's been calling out um, um, Lomachenko. I don't think he's ready for Lomachenko right now. Just like I said about Javante Davis. Don't fight. Why do you have to fight Lomachenko right now? Javante Davis is only 23 years old. Why not wake and wait? Why not wait two years till you're 23 years old, Philatima Lopez? And then... Uh, Lamachinko will be 33 on the downside. You know, I'm not saying wait till the guy's older, but at the end of the day, you're so young right now. Why face somebody that's 10 years older than you? You just became pro not too long ago. So why why go for a guy like Lamachinko? I've saw Lamachinko fight. I know that this guy is a special talent. I know that he can pretty much do everything in the ring. And I'm looking at Philatima Lopez. I'm like, he have a lot of learning to do. So why not wait? Give yourself a little seasonal. Same thing that Andre Ward said last night about Shakur Stevenson. Why not wait and give yourself some time to grow and season? You know, um, I think fighters want to just jump into the ring and then when they lose, you know, confidence is so low, you know, and, and can they recover? That's why I think that he should wait. Wait a little longer and then jump into the ring with a, a, a Lomachenko. And the main event was a, a Miracon versus... The man himself, Bud Crawford. Terrence Crawford pretty much dominated this fight from the beginning like I predicted he would. I said that Terrence Crawford would pretty much be at both positions. He would go to Southpaw. He would go to Orthodox. And he would pretty much dominate this fight like he had always done. I've never seen Terrence Crawford been outboxed. I've, never, um, I've seen Amir Khan get knocked out, of course, against bigger boxers like a Canelo Alvarez, but he was fighting against a, a welterweight last night. And like I say, Terrence Crawford is a special talent. You know, it's a generational talent there. And that's why I keep arguing with everybody on social medias that keep saying that, oh, it's going to be a walk in the park when he faced against somebody like a 
um, Earl Smith Jr. And I'm a big I'm a big fan of Earl. But like I've been telling them, listen, it's not gonna be a walk in the park. Earl Spence is a very talented boxer. He's a knockout artist. But that's exactly what I was saying at the beginning. Fight fans think that just because you're a knockout artist, that this is what you're going to do. A fighter like Terrence Crawford is most likely going to make it into a boring fight with an Earl Spence Jr. And everybody's going to be mad because he's going to make the fight look so easy. And then they're going to be, oh, my God, he's just like Floyd Mayweather. Oh, he's a very boring boxer. Yes, that's what very talented boxers do. They make a fight boring. You know, you think it's going to be a lot of fireworks, but then he come in and he might make this, he might make his opponent miss him so many times. you like, man, you know, it's kind of like how Floyd Mayweather did when he faced up against Canelo Alvarez. Everybody thought, oh man, how's Floyd going to beat this knockout artist? How's Floyd going to do this? Floyd turned that fight into a very, very boring fight. Um, he was a bit, it's a, it was a lot of counter, counter punches. And that's exactly what Terrence Crawford was doing last night. He was doing a lot of countering and, 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 and that's how he knocked him down in the first round. I didn't think Amir Khan pretty much recovered from that first round knockdown. And I think that as the fight went on, yeah, I seen a lot of, a little sloppiness out of Terrence Crawford, but it wasn't enough for me to say, oh, it's going to be, um, Earl Spence can dominate him. No, that's a 50, 50 fight. Whoever have the best fight that night, I know can win that fight. Any one of those fighters can win, can win against the, the other fighter. So, but last night what I saw, I saw Khan pretty much quit. He knew that he was being dominated. His trainer knew that he was being dominated. And that's the reason why they said, you know what, let's call this thing right now. Because I felt that if he would have continued to let him go another six rounds or another four rounds, he would have been very, very damaged goods. He's already been dominated a couple of times, so I felt like it was the right move. But I feel like it was a coward move on um, as well because a lot of people paid a lot of money to watch that fight. And for him to just quit the way he did, he said he was a low blow. I didn't see the low blow. I, I, I watched it over and over again, and I saw a, a um, he basically hit him in the thigh. So... But he said that he hit him in the privacy. So, and they was going to give him the full five minutes, but he didn't want to take it. I kept looking at him. Um, he was looking at his trainer. His trainer was like, what you want to do? He was like, no. Kept shaking his head, no, no, no. So, hey, listen, his trainer threw in the towel. I felt like he had, he, was, he, he had to look for a way out because he knew that he could not beat Bud Crawford. And like I tell, I keep telling people over and over again, you're going to start believing me one day. Bud Crawford is a very special, special, special talent. And don't be surprised if he run through this, this welterweight um, because that's just the type of fighter that he is. He's a generational talent. Earl Smith is a generational talent too. That's what makes this fight so crazy. That's why I'm so hoping that Al Heyman and top rank um, Bob Aaron can get this fight because this is what the fight fans need. This is what we want to see. We want to see the best versus the best, just like Sugar Ray, um, Sugar Ray Leonard and Marvin Hagler. These two wanted to fight, so guess what? They made the fight happen. So that's exactly what we want out of these two fighters. And guess what? I got a feeling that in the near future that we're going to get that fight. And I don't think it's going to turn out like fight fans think it is. I think it's going to be Bud Crawford that be victorious that night. But don't get me wrong. I know for a fact that Earl Spence Jr. is a special talent also. So it's a toss-up. Whoever wins, wins. I'll be happy for him. But I'm going with Bud Crawford because I've seen enough and I know that this guy is special. Hey, 
Thank you again for listening to another great segment of Ray Diggs Daily Sports Talk. Tonight it was boxing. Everybody have a great day. Happy Easter. Hey, how you doing, sports world? And welcome to another great segment, another great show of Ray Diggs Daily Sports Talk. I have an amazing show for you all today. I want to talk about boxing, the boxing news, man, what that's been going on in the world of boxing. Last night we had a great, great card um, on ESPN when top rank, um, some of the best top rank fighters. We had Shakur Stevenson win his um, his first big big fight, you know, up against, he stepped up in competition and he pretty much dominated like I knew that I thought that he would. Um, he said after the fight that he want to be like another Floyd Mayweather Jr. But I want you to know, Shakur Stevenson, you should be more of a Shakur Stevenson because you are a special talent. You know, I was sitting there watching your movement last night and I was like, man, this guy right here is very, very talented. It's crazy how he can take um, he can turn a fight into a very, very boring fight. And a lot of people don't like that. But me, I love a technician in the ring. I love to see a fighter that gets in the ring and take away what you do best. He take that. He takes that away from you, and he turns you into a one-dimension fighter, which you cannot be. And I think that's what he did last night. He took a very experienced fighter, and a lot of people say he shouldn't have never. He shouldn't have even taken that fight, but he wanted that fight, and he stepped up in competition, and he basically made this fight look like. Um, he basically made him look like an amateur in the ring. And I think that that's the reason why I, I expect for him to go far as long as he continues to progress. And I think he will, as long as he got a manager like Andre Ward, I think that he will, he will continue to get better and better. And he haven't even established his man strength yet. Once he established that, and yeah, the fans was booing, the fans was booing him left and right because, you know, of course it's New York city, but at the end of the day, that is what boxing is about. You know, I understand you guys want to see a lot of the Triple G's and the Philly team of Lopez, which I'll get to next. But everybody's not like that. Some of these boxers nowadays are very, very, very technical boxers. You know, and these guys right here can get in the ring and they might make a fight into a very, very boring fight. Uh, a fighter that you think that, oh, this is a knockout artist. But you get in the ring with a, with a Shakur Stevenson or a Terrence Crawford or a fighter like that. Then they turn the fight very, very boring. And the fight fans don't like that. Yeah, and also the next fight that went on last night, it was a great fight for Philatima Lopez. He won a knockout. Even though I think that his opponent could have got up, Tilly could have got up off the mat. But I felt that he knew that this fight was over. At the beginning, I wanted to see how would Philatima Lopez adjust to um, a, a very, very tall fighter like Tilly. And he pretty much showed me how he would just, he pretty much broke him down. He couldn't, he couldn't break his defense at the beginning because Tilly was a very tall fighter and he was very, a very defensive fighter. So what he started doing was he started going to the body, breaking him down, which a body shot was the knockout blow. He hit him in the body. He went down to one knee and he never got up. So that's what I wanted to see out of Philatima Lopez instead of having a slugfest and pretty much battering his fighters. He did what I wanted to see him do. And I think that I'm ready to see him move up in competition for his next fight. He's been calling out um, um, Lomachenko. I don't think he's ready for Lomachenko right now. Just like I said about Javante Davis. Don't fight. Why do you have to fight Lomachenko right now? 
Javante Davis is only 23 years old. Why not wake and wait? Why not wait two years till you're 23 years old for the team of Lopez? And then uh, Lomachenko will be 33 on the downside. You know, I'm not saying wait till the guy's older, but at the end of the day, you're so young right now. Why face somebody that's 10 years older than you? You just became pro not too long ago. So why why go for a guy like Lamachinko? I've saw Lamachinko fight. I know that this guy is a special talent. I know that he can pretty much do everything in the ring. And I'm looking at Filatima Lopez. I'm like, he have a lot of learning to do. So why not wait? Give yourself a little seasonal. Same thing that Andre Ward said last night about Shakur Stevenson. Why not wait and give yourself some time to grow and season? You know, um, I think fighters want to just jump into the ring and then when they lose, you know, confidence is so low, you know, and, and can they recover? That's why I think that he should wait. Wait a little longer and then jump into the ring with a, a, a Lamachenko. And the main event was a, a Miracon versus... The man himself, Bud Crawford. Terrence Crawford pretty much dominated this fight from the beginning like I predicted he would. I said that Terrence Crawford would pretty much be at both positions. He would go to South Paul. He would go to Orthodox. And he would pretty much dominate this fight like he had always done. I've never seen Terrence Crawford been outboxed. I've, never, um, I've seen Amir Khan get knocked out, of course, against bigger boxers like a Canelo Alvarez, but he was fighting against a, a welterweight last night. And like I say, Terrence Crawford is a special talent. You know, it's a generational talent there. And that's why I keep arguing with everybody on social medias that keep saying that, oh, it's going to be a walk in the park when he faced against somebody like a um, Earl Smith Jr. And I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Earl, but like I've been telling them, listen, it's not going to be a walk in the park. Earl Spence is a very talented boxer. He's a knockout artist. But that's exactly what I was saying at the beginning. Fight fans think that just because you're a knockout artist, that this is what you're going to do. A fighter like Terrence Crawford is most likely going to make it into a boring fight with an Earl Spence Jr. And everybody's going to be mad because he's going to make the fight look so easy. And then they're going to be, oh, my God, he's just like Floyd Mayweather. Oh, he's a very boring boxer. Yes. That's what very talented boxers do. They make a fight boring. You know, you think it's going to be a lot of fireworks, but then he come in and he might make this, he might make his opponent miss him so many times. You like, man, you know, it's kind of like how Floyd Mayweather did when he faced up against Canelo Alvarez. Everybody thought, oh man, how's Floyd going to beat this knockout artist? How's Floyd going to do this? Floyd turned that fight into a very, very boring fight. Um, he was a bit, it's a, it was a lot of counter, counter punches. And that's exactly what Terrence Crawford was doing last night. He was doing a lot of countering and, 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 and that's how he knocked him down in the first round. I didn't think Amir Khan pretty much recovered from that first round knockdown. And I think that as the fight went on, yeah, I seen a lot of, a little sloppiness out of Terrence Crawford, but it wasn't enough for me to say, oh, it's going to be, um, Earl Spence can dominate him. No, that's a 50, 50 fight. Whoever have the best fight that night, I know can win that fight. Any one of those fighters can win, can win against the, the other fighter. So, but last night what I saw, I saw Americon pretty much quit. He knew that he was being dominated. His trainer knew that he was being dominated. And that's the reason why they said, you know what, let's call this thing right now. Because I felt that if he would have continued to let him go another six rounds or another four rounds, 
he would have been very, very damaged goods. He's already been dominated a couple of times, so I felt like it was the right move. But I feel like it was a coward move on um as well because a lot of people paid a lot of money to watch that fight. And for him to just quit the way he did, he said he was a low blow. I didn't see the low blow. I, I, I watched it over and over again, and I saw a, a um, he basically hit him in the thigh. So, but he said that he hit him in the privacy. So, and they was going to give him the full five minutes, but he didn't want to take it. I kept looking at him. Um, he was looking at his trainer. His trainer was like, what you want to do? He was like, no. Kept shaking his head, no, no, no. So, hey, listen, his trainer threw in the towel. I felt like he had, he, was, he, he had to look for a way out because he knew that he could not beat Bud Crawford. And like I tell, I keep telling people over and over again, you're going to start believing me one day. Bud Crawford is a very special, special, special talent. And don't be surprised if he run through this, this welterweight um, because that's just the type of fighter that he is. He's a generational talent. Earl Smith is a generational talent too. That's what makes this fight so crazy. That's why I'm so hoping that Al Heyman and top rank um, Bob Aaron can get this fight because this is what the fight fans need. This is what we want to see. We want to see the best versus the best, just like Sugar Ray, um, Sugar Ray Leonard and Marvin Hagler. These two wanted to fight, so guess what? They made the fight happen. So that's exactly what we want out of these two fighters. And guess what? I got a feeling that in the near future that we're going to get that fight, and I don't think it's going to turn out like fight fans think it is. I think it's going to be Bud Crawford that be victorious that night. But don't get me wrong. I know for a fact that Earl Spence Jr. is a special talent also, so it's a toss-up. Whoever wins, wins. I'll be happy for him. But I'm going with Bud Crawford because I've seen enough and I know that this guy is special. Hey, thank you again for listening to another great segment of Ray Diggs Daily Sports Talk. Tonight it was boxing. Everybody have a great day. Happy Easter. Hey, how you doing, sports world? And welcome to another great segment, another great show of Ray Diggs Daily Sports Talk. I have an amazing show for you all today. I want to talk about boxing, the boxing news, man, what that's been going on in the world of boxing. And last night we had a great, great card um, on ESPN when top rank, um, some of the best top rank fighters. We had Shakur Stevenson win his um, his first big big fight, you know, up against. He stepped up in competition. And he pretty much dominated like I knew that I thought that he would. Um, he said after the fight that he want to be like another Floyd Mayweather Jr. But I want you to know, Shakur Stevenson, you should be more of a Shakur Stevenson because you are a special talent. You know, I was sitting there watching your movement last night and I was like, man, this guy right here is very, very talented. It's crazy how he can take. Um, he can turn a fight into a very, very boring fight. And a lot of people don't like that. But me, I love a technician in the ring. I love to see a fighter that gets in the ring and take away what you do best. He take that, he takes that away from you and he turn you into a one dimension fighter, which you cannot be. And I think that's what he did last night. He took a very experienced fighter and a lot of people say he shouldn't have never, he shouldn't have even taken that fight, but he wanted that fight. And he stepped up in competition, and he basically made this fight look like, um, he basically made him look like an amateur in the ring. 
And I think that that's the reason why I, I expect for him to go far. As long as he continues to progress, and I think he will, as long as he got a manager like Andre Ward, I think that he will he will continue to get better and better. And he haven't even established his man strength yet. Once he established that, and yeah, the fans was booing. The fans was booing him left and right because, you know, of course, it's New York City. But at the end of the day, that is what boxing is about. You know, I understand you guys want to see a lot of the Triple G's and the Philly team of Lopez, which I'll get to next. But everybody's not like that. Some of these boxers nowadays are very, very, very technical boxers. You know, and these guys right here can get in the ring and they might make a fight into a very, very boring fight. Uh, a fighter that you think that, oh, this is a knockout artist. But you get in the ring with a, with a Shakur Stevenson or a Terrence Crawford or a fighter like that. Then they turn the fight very, very boring. And the fight fans don't like that. Yeah, and also the next fight that went on last night, it was a great fight for Filatima Lopez. He won a knockout. Even though I think that his opponent could have got up, Tilly could have got up off the mat. But I felt that he knew that this fight was over. At the beginning, I wanted to see how would Filatima Lopez adjust to um, a, a very, very tall fighter like Tilly. And he pretty much showed me how he would just, he pretty much broke him down. He couldn't, he couldn't break his defense at the beginning because Tilly was a very tall fighter and he was very, a very defensive fighter. So what he started doing was he started going to the body, breaking him down, which a body shot was the knockout blow. He hit him in the body. He went down to one knee and he never got up. So that's what I wanted to see out of Filatima Lopez instead of having a slugfest and pretty much battering his fighters. He did what I wanted to see him do. And I think that I'm ready to see him move up in competition for his next fight. He's been calling out um, um, Lomachenko. I don't think he's ready for Lomachenko right now. Just like I said about Javante Davis. Don't fight. Why do you have to fight Lomachenko right now? Javante Davis is only 23 years old. Why not wake your weight? Why not wait two years till you're 23 years old, Filatima Lopez? And then uh, Lomachenko will be 33 on the downside. You know, I'm not saying wait till the guy's older, but at the end of the day, you're so young right now. Why face somebody that's 10 years older than you? You just became pro not too long ago. So why, why go for a guy like Lomachenko? I have saw Lomachenko fight. I know that this guy is a special talent. I know that he can pretty much do everything in the ring. And I'm looking at Filatima Lopez. I'm like, he have a lot of learning to do. So why not wait? Give yourself a little season. Same thing that Andre Ward said last night about Shakur Stevenson. Why not wait and give yourself some time to grow and season? You know, um, I think fighters want to just jump into the ring. And then when they lose, you know, confidence is so low, you know, and, and can they recover? That's why I think that he should wait, wait a little longer, and then jump into the ring with a, a, a Lomachenko. And the main event was Amir a Khan versus the man himself, Bud Crawford. Terrence Crawford pretty much dominated this fight from the beginning like I predicted he would. I said that Terrence Crawford would pretty much be at both positions. He would go to Southpaw. He would go to the Orthodox. And he would pretty much dominate this fight like he have always done. I've never seen Terrence Crawford been outboxed. I've never um I've seen Amir Khan get knocked out, of course, against bigger boxers like a Canelo Alvarez. But he was fighting against a, a welterweight last night. And like I say, 
Terrence Crawford is a special talent. You know, it's a generational talent there. And that's why I keep arguing with everybody on social medias that keep saying that, oh, it's going to be a walk in the park when he faced against somebody like a um, Earl Smith Jr. And I'm a big I'm a big fan of Earl. But like I've been telling them, listen, it's not going to be a walk in the park. Earl Spence is a very talented boxer. He's a knockout artist. But that's exactly what I was saying at the beginning. Fight fans think that just because you're a knockout artist, that this is what you're going to do. A fighter like Terrence Crawford is most likely going to make it into a boring fight with an Earl Spence Jr. And everybody's going to be mad because he's going to make the fight look so easy. And then they're going to be, oh, my God, he's just like Floyd Mayweather. Oh, he's a very boring boxer. Yes, that's what very talented boxers do. They make a fight boring. You know, you think it's going to be a lot of fireworks, but then he come in and he might make this, he might make his opponent miss him so many times. you like, man, you know, it's kind of like how Floyd Mayweather did when he faced up against Canelo Alvarez. Everybody thought, oh man, how's Floyd going to beat this knockout artist? How's Floyd going to do this? Floyd turned that fight into a very, very boring fight. Um, he was a bit, it's a, it was a lot of counter, counter punches. And that's exactly what Terrence Crawford was doing last night. He was doing a lot of countering and, 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 and that's how he knocked him down in the first round. I didn't think Amir Khan pretty much recovered from that first round knockdown. And I think that as the fight went on, yeah, I seen a lot of, a little sloppiness out of Terrence Crawford, but it wasn't enough for me to say, oh, it's going to be, um, Earl Spence can dominate him. No, that's a 50, 50 fight. Whoever have the best fight that night, I know can win that fight. Any one of those fighters can win, can win against the, the other fighter. So, but last night what I saw, I saw Americon pretty much quit. He knew that he was being dominated. His trainer knew that he was being dominated. And that's the reason why they said, you know what, let's call this thing right now. Because I felt that if he would have continued to let him go another six rounds or another four rounds, he would have been very, very damaged goods. He's already been dominated a couple of times, so I felt like it was the right move. But I feel like it was a coward move on um, as well because a lot of people paid a lot of money to watch that fight. And for him to just quit the way he did, he said he was a low blow. I didn't see the low blow. I, I, I watched it over and over again, and I saw a, a um, he basically hit him in the thigh. So... But he said that he hit him in the privacy. So, and they was going to give him the full five minutes, but he didn't want to take it. I kept looking at him. Um, he was looking at his trainer. His trainer was like, what you want to do? He was like, no. Kept shaking his head, no, no, no. So, hey, listen, his trainer threw in the towel. I felt like he had, he, was, he, he had to look for a way out because he knew that he could not beat Bud Crawford. And like I tell, I keep telling people over and over again, you're going to start believing me one day. Bud Crawford is a very special, special, special talent. And don't be surprised if he run through this, this welterweight um, because that's just the type of fighter that he is. He's a generational talent. Earl Smith is a generational talent too. That's what makes this fight so crazy. That's why I'm so hoping that Al Heyman and top rank um, Bob Aaron can get this fight because this is what the fight fans need. This is what we want to see. We want to see the best versus the best, just like Sugar Ray, um, Sugar Ray Leonard and Marvin Hagler. These two wanted to fight, so guess what? They made the fight happen. So that's exactly what we want 
out of these two fighters. And guess what? I got a feeling that in the near future that we're going to get that fight. And I don't think it's going to turn out like fight fans think it is. I think it's going to be Bud Crawford that be victorious that night. But don't get me wrong. I know for a fact that Earl Spence Jr. is a special talent also. So it's a toss-up. Whoever wins, wins. I'll be happy for him. But I'm going with Bud Crawford because I've seen enough and I know that this guy is special. Hey, thank you again for listening to another great segment of Ray Diggs Daily Sports Talk. Tonight it was boxing. Everybody have a great day. Happy Easter. Hey, how you doing, sports world? And welcome to another great segment, another great show of Ray Diggs Daily Sports Talk. I have an amazing show for you all today. I want to talk about boxing, the boxing news, man, what that's been going on in the world of boxing. Last night we had a great, great card um, on ESPN when top rank, um, some of the best top rank fighters we had Shakur Stevenson win his um, his first big big fight, you know, up against. He stepped up in competition, and he pretty much dominated. Like I knew that, I thought that he would. Um, he said after the fight that he wanted to be like another Floyd Mayweather Jr. But I want you to know, Shakur Stevenson, you should be more of a Shakur Stevenson because you are a special talent. You know, I was sitting there watching your movement last night, and I was like, man, this guy right here is very, very talented. It's crazy how he can take, um, he can turn a fight into a very, very boring fight. And a lot of people don't like that. But me, I love a technician in the ring. I love to see a fighter that gets in the ring and take away what you do best. He take that, he takes that away from you, and he turns you into a one-dimension fighter, which you cannot be. And I think that's what he did last night. He took a very experienced fighter, and a lot of people say he shouldn't have never, he shouldn't have even taken that fight, but he wanted that fight. And he stepped up in competition and he basically made this fight look like um he basically made him look like an amateur in the ring. And I think that that's the reason why I, I expect for him to go far. As long as he continues to progress, and I think he will, as long as he got a manager like Andre Ward, I think that he will he will continue to get better and better. And he hasn't even established his man strength yet. Once he established that, and yeah, the fans was booing. The fans was booing him left and right because, you know, of course, it's New York City. But at the end of the day, that is what boxing is about. You know, I understand you guys want to see a lot of the Triple G's and the Philly team of Lopez, which I'll get to next. But everybody's not like that. Some of these boxers nowadays are very, very, very technical boxers. You know, and these guys right here can get in the ring and they might make a fight into a very, very boring fight. Uh, a fighter that you think that, oh, this is a knockout artist. But you get in the ring with a, with a Shakur Stevenson or a Terrence Crawford or a fighter like that. Then they turn the fight very, very boring. And the fight fans don't like that. Yeah, and also the next fight that went on last night, it was a great fight for Philatima Lopez. He won a knockout. Even though I think that his opponent could have got up, Tilly could have got up off the mat. But I felt that he knew that this fight was over. At the beginning, I wanted to see how would Philatima Lopez adjust to um, a, a very, very tall fighter like Tilly. And he pretty much showed me how he would just, he pretty much broke him down. He couldn't, he couldn't break his defense at the beginning because Tilly was a very tall fighter and he was very, a very defensive fighter. So what he started doing was he started going to the body, breaking him down, which a body shot was the knockout blow. 
He hit him in the body. He went down to one knee, and he never got up. So that's what I wanted to see out of Filatima Lopez instead of having a slugfest and pretty much battering his fighters. He did what I wanted to see him do, and I think that I'm ready to see him move up in competition for his next fight. He's been calling out um, um, Lomachenko. I don't think he's ready for Lomachenko right now. Just like I said about Javante Davis. Don't fight. Why do you have to fight Lamachenko right now? Javante Davis is only 23 years old. Why not wake and wait? Why not wait two years till you're 23 years old, Philatima Lopez? And then uh, Lamachenko will be 33 on the downside. You know, I'm not saying wait till the guy is older, but at the end of the day, you're so young right now. Why face somebody that's 10 years older than you? You just became pro not too long ago. So why, why go... For a guy like Lamachinko. I've saw Lamachinko fight. I know that this guy is a special talent. I know that he can pretty much do everything in the ring. And I'm looking at Filatima Lopez. I'm like, he have a lot of learning to do. So why not wait? Give yourself a little seasonal. Same thing that Andre Ward said last night about Shakur Stevenson. Why not wait and give yourself some time to grow and season? You know, um, I think fighters want to just jump into the ring. And then when they lose, you know, confidence is so low. You know, and, and can they recover? That's why I think that he should wait. Wait a little longer and then jump into the ring with a, a, a Lamachenko. And the main event was a, a Miracon versus the man himself, Bud Crawford. Terrence Crawford pretty much dominated this fight from the beginning like I predicted he would. I said that Terrence Crawford would pretty much be at both positions. He would go to Southpaw. He would go to Orthodox. And he would pretty much dominate this fight like he had always done. I've never seen Terrence Crawford been outboxed. I've never, um, I've seen Amir Khan get knocked out, of course, against bigger boxers like a Canelo Alvarez. But he was fighting against a, a welterweight last night. And like I say, Terrence Crawford is a special talent, you know. It's a generational talent there. And that's why I keep arguing with everybody on social medias that keep saying that, oh, it's going to be a walk in the park when he faced against somebody like a um, Earl Smith Jr. And I'm a big I'm a big fan of Earl. But like I've been telling them, listen, it's not going to be a walk in the park. Earl Smith is a very talented boxer. He's a knockout artist. But that's exactly what I was saying at the beginning. Fight fans think that just because you're a knockout artist, that this is what you're going to do. A fighter like Terrence Crawford is most likely going to make it into a boring fight with an Errol Spence Jr. And everybody's going to be mad because he's going to make the fight look so easy. And then they're going to be, oh, my God, he's just like Floyd Mayweather. Oh, he's a very boring boxer. Yes, that's what very talented boxers do. They make a fight boring. You know, you think it's going to be a lot of fireworks, but then he come in and he might make this. He might make his opponent miss him so many times you like man you know it's kind of like how Floyd Mayweather did when he faced up against Canelo Alvarez everybody thought oh man how's Floyd gonna beat this knockout artist how's Floyd gonna do this Floyd turned that fight into a very very boring fight um he was a bit it's a, it was a lot of counter counter punches and that's exactly what Terrence Crawford was doing last night. He was doing a lot of countering, and, 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 and that's how he knocked him down in the first round. I didn't think Amir Khan pretty much recovered from that first round knockdown. And I think that as the fight went on, yeah, I seen a lot of a little sloppiness out of Terrence Crawford, but 
It wasn't enough for me to say, oh, it's going to be um, Errol Spence can dominate him. No, that's a 50-50 fight. Whoever have the best fight that night, I know can win that fight. Any one of those fighters can win can win against the, the other fighter. So, but last night what I saw, I saw Americon pretty much quit. He knew that he was being dominated. His trainer knew that he was being dominated. And that's the reason why they say, you know what, let's call this thing right now. Because I felt that if he would have continued to let him go another six rounds or another four rounds, he would have been very, very damaged goods. He's already been dominated a couple of times, so I felt like it was the right move. But I feel like it was a coward move on um, as well because a lot of people paid a lot of money to watch that fight. And for him to just quit the way he did, he said he was a low blow. I didn't see the low blow. I, I, I watched it over and over again, and I saw a, a um, he basically hit him in the thigh. So, but he said that he hit him in the privacy. So, and they was going to give him the full five minutes. But he didn't want to take it. I kept looking at him. Um, he was looking at his trainer. His trainer was like, what you want to do? He was like, no. Kept shaking his head, no, no, no. So, hey, listen, his trainer threw in the towel. I felt like he had, he, was, he, he had to look for a way out because he knew that he could not beat Bud Crawford. And like I tell, I keep telling people over and over again, you're going to start believing me one day. Bud Crawford is a very special, special, special talent. And don't be surprised if he run through this, this welterweight um, because that's just the type of fighter that he is. He's a generational talent. Earl Smith is a generational talent too. That's what makes this fight so crazy. That's why I'm so hoping that Al Heyman and top rank um, Bob Aaron can get this fight because this is what the fight fans need. This is what we want to see. We want to see the best versus the best, just like Sugar Ray, um, Sugar Ray Leonard and Marvin Hagler. These two wanted to fight, so guess what? They made the fight happen. So that's exactly what we want out of these two fighters. And guess what? I got a feeling that in the near future that we're going to get that fight, and I don't think it's going to turn out like fight fans think it is. I think it's going to be Bud Crawford that be victorious that night. But don't get me wrong. I know for a fact that Earl Spence Jr. is a special talent also, so it's a toss-up. Whoever wins, wins. I'll be happy for him. But I'm going with Bud Crawford because I've seen enough and I know that this guy is special. Hey, thank you again for listening to another great segment of Ray Diggs Daily Sports Talk. Tonight it was boxing. Everybody have a great day. Happy Easter.